and go. <laughs>Welcome, everybody. It's the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very, very pleased to be part of the Variety Sports Network. And, of course, the show originates from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. You know, today was just going to be a show about what the hell happened in Cleveland, this, that, the other, and all of a sudden... A little announcement came down from the Steelers today that seems to have gotten everybody pretty excited. Uh, it was like 5.30 in the morning, man. I wasn't even awake. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm like, how did I, I miss this by 17 minutes? Uh, Jesus. One, uh, one Mr. Matthew Canada has been relieved of his duties. And, uh, yes, I just said duties. And, uh Oh, man, I'm telling you, what a day. We are going to dive into all of it. You're going to get all kinds of different opinions, and and we'll look ahead to what this means, look back on it, all that stuff. Uh, Hello to everybody jumping in on the chat. Hi, Jen. Hi, Burner. Hi, Burner. Um, Hi, Jen. And and, uh, hello to everybody listening. Hello to those watching live, just maybe not commenting. Melvin, if you're out there, I'm sorry. I owe you a phone call. My daughter's airplane came in late today. My apologies. Uh, celebration, bitches. It, it, it really is. Uh, I, I Now, is this accurate? I didn't think it was, but the Steelers have not made such a move during the season since 1946. 41. Is that what it was? 41? 41. That's okay. what was tweeted today, yeah. Yeah, I... I could have swore they got rid of somebody at one point in the eighties during the season, but I, 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 I guess the, not. the closest thing I can think of. And it, it was awful when they, when he did it was cower relieving um, Ray Sherman, uh, right? Ray Sherman of his play calling duties with about six games left, but, but he, he kept him going, on staff. He kept him on staff. Yeah coordinate the offense but he was calling the off the offensive plays himself that's right and things got even worse yeah yeah um so <laughs> I, I i mean oh boy this, <laughs> this is such uncharted territory for uh for us and um i, I think it's going to be fascinating to see where things go but but like i said we we've got the show to talk about that a lot of great stuff and um let, let me just hit you guys up with a couple of yes or no questions. And, and, and I, I admit, I think it takes on because of what happened today. It, the, these answers may have changed a little bit. Um, Scarps, yes or no, the Steelers make the playoffs. Ooh, um, I'm going to say yes. And do I need an explanation? Not yet. I'll okay. come back to it. Yes. Uh, Ian, the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't get to answer the same question. No, shut up, Ian. All right. Uh, the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2025 will be 2025. Someone yep. not on the roster right now. Okay, fair enough. And, probably somebody uh, in college. What? Probably somebody in college. Okay, very good. 
And uh, Ben, do you expect to see Kenny Pickett perform better than he has? Yes or no? Better. God, All right. find let's, better. Let's exactly I'm better. Better than last week, certainly. But last week was the low point of his career as a Pittsburgh Steeler, in my mind. It was. It was his worst game. He was how awful. much? How much of that do you chalk up to the fact that that's a pretty damn good defense? That's part of it, but uh, you know the, the other part of it is just that I don't think he believed in what he was being asked to do. I think he was going through progressions in the order that his coach told him to go through. But he's also doing that stupid spin move he does, where he spins into pressure and gets sacked. Yeah. So, you know, it isn't all just that. And and, and he, he does not want to throw the ball on a crossing route to a wide-open wide receiver for an easy touchdown. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's like it's like he's ignoring it. He's not even seeing the guy. He's not looking that direction. And he is, is, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ben. I, I think some of that is just the inflexibility that I think was built into to Canada's offense. So mm-hmm. if he keeps doing it – um you know, then I'm wrong. And, and it's not so much the inflexibility issue. Uh, it's, it's the fact that Kenny can't see, or he's, he's got happy feet or something in there. I don't know. Ian, do you, do you think he is just overthinking at this point? Jen's asking a good question. Yeah, that yeah, is a good question. Jen. Yeah. We need, we, need to we, come we back will to address it in a moment. Yep. Um, I, <sighs> I think, as we've talked about on the show before, that they just coach the aggressiveness out of him, that he takes the snap, looks down the field, but isn't even really looking to move a safety with his eyes or whatever. He's looking to move the linebackers back so he can check it down. And, like, he's not – he's either staring down one receiver and just throwing it to that guy, Mm -hmm. or he's staring at a guy, and if he feels like it's too long, just – checking it down immediately like there's no progression that he's going through it's look at one guy and then go to your check down it it reminds me of of um scarf's favorite quarterback mason rudolph (laughs) scarps would you like to reply to that um no i'm not even gonna give ben the satisfaction (laughs) he knows i'm right Right. Uh, I, I do. I do want to come back to Scarps. I, you know, I, I asked him flat out, are they going to make the playoffs? And and you said, yes, Scarps, give me your reasoning behind that. And then I'll, I'll let Ian and Ben kind of get yeah, into that I, as well. I mean, I know I'm a hater, but if you look at, if you look at the standings right now, mm-hmm. there are, there are seven teams that have at least five wins in the AFC that are not in the top five. So after the top five seedings right now, there are seven teams fighting for a number six and number seven seed that have at least five wins. Um, I think Buffalo is going to go on a roll here. Um, And then that necessarily could bump the Steelers out. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Texans at six and four who have the tiebreaker over us. Mm-hmm. But I could see the Steelers rattle it off some some uh some wins here and you know the more i talk about the more i convincing myself maybe they don't make the playoffs but you know they got like the colts are five and five and they suck the broncos are five and five they're actually playing pretty well right now but the Bengals are five and five they don't have burrow the raiders are five and six the chargers are somehow four and six so right 
right. I think how to still have a job. I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah, no, no, and 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 no, you're absolutely right. If if and you know, I, I if Mike Tomlin coached the Chargers, they'd probably be they'd be they'd be much better than four and six. I just want to be Brandon Staley sucks, but he's awful. Um, I, I could see. So, long story short, I could see the Bills leapfrogging the Steelers to the six. And then I could I could see Houston sucking a little bit because they're a young team mm-hmm, and and, mm-hmm. and and maybe losing a game they don't deserve. So I think the Steelers have a good shot to make the playoffs. I don't think it's a lock. No, but I, I, I'm going to say that they do sneak in. The, the the interesting thing, real quick, before I throw it to Ian, uh, Buffalo. I think they're all five of their losses are AFC losses. They are. They're yeah. three, and, three and five in the conference. Yeah, which obviously, you know, we're looking way ahead here. But, man, could that play a part? Um, Ian, do, do you agree that this team's going to make the playoffs or, or are you not there yet? Yeah. Um, so I said last week on the show that I felt like they had to take one out of two in Ohio um, over the next two weeks. And they didn't do it this week against Cleveland. So, they have an opportunity here against Cincinnati that if they can win this game, I'll feel pretty good about their playoff chances. If they lose this game to Cincinnati, I'll feel pretty bad about their playoff. I, yeah. Ian, I, I agree. If they lose this game, then I will say that they're definitely not going to make the playoffs because like I said, Denver, Denver isn't very good, but they got that week they're hot schedule, right but they're hot right now. Yeah. They got, they got that week schedule because of where they finished last year. Um, and, and, and uh, I, th- I think, too, they're getting a Cleveland team coming to Denver who's had two real emotional games the last two weeks. You wonder if they're not catching Cleveland at a good time. I, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, look what happened last week. Minnesota was the hot hand. And right. they, they played – even okay. So, that I mean, Kareem Jackson got suspended again for four like games. Four games. And I, I, I actually don't agree he should have gotten suspended. I thought that was a, a, was a fair play. I really did. The, the – bo- you're on mute. Who's on mute? Ben I was. Oh. He left his he left his feet and lowered his head and 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 clocked Dobbs in the chin. I mean, he did not hit him in the chin. He hit him in the chest, and the ball was already out. He like, hit him what, in like, the chin, man. Uh, for uh, for Christ's sake, dude! You you want to sit there and defend everything that the Steelers do, and no. you're gonna and you're gonna shit I, on I, Kareem by, Jackson. By, he left his feet, lowered his head, and hit a was, player. If if for no other reason you you discipline that hit because he's going to pull a Ryan Shazier and get himself paralyzed, yeah, that, you, you discipline yeah. that play going forward always. He looked let, like he was. Uh, yeah, let, let, let me. Sorry, I digress. Nah, we're good. We're good. Ben, what do you think about uh, the playoffs right now? As of right now, I I think they'll make the playoffs. I I, I still am thinking ten and seven. So. Mm-hmm. They'd they'd go four and three from here on out, and they'd go into the playoffs. I still think they're a first round exit. Yeah, but you know they'll make the playoffs. I guess they'll be able to hang their hat on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, whatever. I I don't I don't think when when there's a seven team playoff field that it's really something you can thump your chest about. If you win your no, division, I, sure. Yeah. If you win your I division, that's something. Uh, going into the seven seed, whatever you know, that's like it's like being a a six and six team in college and going to a going to a bowl game. 
Yeah, I, I was not a fan of adding the seventh team, but what do I know? Um, uh, I, it, it's all about revenue, man. You know uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I want to address. It'll be it'll be eight teams. I, I want to address two questions uh, came up in the chat. Uh, Jen asked about a little bit about Eddie Faulkner. Um, Eddie did have a little bit of an NFL career. He played. Uh, he was on the Steelers in 2001, and then had a little bit of time in Canada as well. I, I don't know that he actually ever saw the field in the NFL. To be honest with you, preseason um, only. Yeah, um, and then he spent some time in in college. He's been at uh, Pitt. He's been at Wisconsin, NC State, Ball State. You know, so he he's moved around a little bit. Uh, so there's some experience there. Um, a little bit as an offensive coordinator, not a ton. But um, you know, I, I I'm not in any position to uh, to say that that he's gonna do well. He's not gonna do well. I, you know, he he's a he's a professional guy. He's been around uh, coaching a, a long time. So, um, and then the the other thing that popped up here in the uh, the chat here just a second was. Um, Burner asked, is Josh Allen's regression Ken Dorsey's fault? And I'm assuming he's asking that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Burner, but I'm assuming you're asking that because there's been a lot of discussion about Kenny Pickett's regression being the fault of Matt Canada. Um, Scarps, what would you say to that? Josh Allen? I don't think Ken Josh Dorsey, Allen. Kenny Pickett, Matt Canada. I don't think Josh Allen has regressed. He's leading the league in passing touchdowns. He, yeah, he's throwing more interceptions, but um, I don't think he has. I don't think he has regressed. I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in this league. Um, he, yeah, he 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 forces turnovers, but he you know he makes plays. Um, I actually don't think it was actually Ken Dorsey at all. Um, I think it it was a. I think it was probably a head coach decision and an organizational decision to, mm -hmm. to tell Josh Allen, Hey dude, you can't run the ball, you know, constantly and, and continually to get hit like he does. Cause that dude, get, that dude gets smashed every game. And it, yeah. honestly, it reminds me a little bit of protecting Ben from himself. Like you have to protect him from himself, but look what, but look what happened. Oh, that sounded good. They, look what happened. It's, look what happened. They fire their head offensive coordinator and then they, they blew out a pretty good Jets team that has a good defense. Good defense now, now, relax. We're not saying that's going to happen this week in Cincinnati, right. but I'm saying that I, I really, I think that I, th in my opinion, I think Ken Dorsey was a scapegoat. Um, I think Dorsey is qualified, but I think mm -hmm. that he was a scapegoat. But on the other hand, Canada should have never gotten the job, and he right. should have never even been back this season. Big, big um, on both counts. Agree so, yeah. on both counts. Yeah. Dorsey's yeah, I, Dorsey's teams were top seven in the league in yards and points, both of his seasons. The only thing he couldn't do was stop Josh Allen from turning the ball over. Yeah. And he got fired because Josh Allen couldn't stop turning the ball over. Yeah. Like, and, was, and Allen admitted that. Was yeah. it 2009 when Ben threw 23 interceptions? Mm, no, that was 08. That was a Super Bowl year, I was thought. It? No, it wasn't think, 08. I, yeah, I, think or, it was, I think it was nine because the Steelers came back down to earth that year. No, you know, I it, was o, say, it was 06. It was 06? Super 06, Bowl hangover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. But, yep. So he threw, he, he had a respectable number of touchdowns that year, but he was throwing a lot more picks. He was taking a lot more chances. And, and mm -hmm. Josh Allen this season reminds me of that. You know, and it's him. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not his coaching. It's him. It, it's he's he's feeling himself, and so he's trying to squeeze the ball into even tighter windows. And he's got the big arm, 
And when a guy's got a big arm and he's he's been successful taking chances, he's going to take chances. And and I you know I, I mentioned this last week that my father in law is from Western New York. He's a Bills fan, and and so we watch the Bills a lot. And and I'll say this too: a lot of Josh Allen's throws have gone right through the mitts of his receivers. Sure. Uh, so you, you you can never you know not account for that, but. You know. One other thing about the Bills this year, they are two and five and one score games. Yeah. Um and yeah. we and this was the first one score game that we lost this year. So it yeah, I Crazy. mean it, as Cower would say, there's a fine line. <laughs> you know, yeah, where, where are we now? We're five and one and, and one score games. Yes. Yeah. The other point I want to make about um wow. about yeah, Eddie Faulkner, one, right? Sorry, yeah. Guys. Six and one, yeah. Six the other one. point I want to make about Faulkner though, I think I think the reason they gave him the play calling or, or the offensive coordinator title, because Mike Sullivan is going to do the play calling in game, but yep. Faulkner is going to be the de facto coordinator, you know, whatever, yeah. plan it out during the week. They've actually been running the ball pretty well the last right. few weeks. I agree. And the criticism, the big criticism that Tomlin heard about in the press conference after the game, too, was mm-hmm. like, why did you go away from Jalen Warren specifically when he was averaging like eight yards a carry? But even if you take out that 74 yarder, Warren still, he only had nine carries the whole game. You take right. out the 74 yarder, he had eight carries for 90 yards. Like that's still insane, right? That, uh, you know, so the, the question was like, hey, you know, did Warren like not get enough touches and Tomlin is never going to throw a player or a coach under the bus no. in public. Yeah. But I, I think, I... you know, the, the questions out there and the fact that we've been running the ball. Well, I think speaks to the coaching of the running backs. And I think they're like, Hey, we probably need to get the running backs more involved. So let's make this guy kind of the planner of the offense. That's my thought. But we're going to see, see a lot more got, running. Again. He's got experience as a tight ends coach, and obviously he's he's coaching running backs for the first time with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And having a little bit of diversity as a as a position coach, I think is what sold Tomlin on this. And he he said he also mm-hmm. really likes the way that that he communicates, the yep. the way that he steadies the boat, so to speak. Right. Um. So that was why he chose the guy. And then Mike Sullivan has had a couple of stops where he was a play caller in the NFL. One of them under less than ideal circumstances, quote unquote, uh, where it was an interim position yeah, and he was a play caller. And he said, so it, it really just fits. I, ben, I know this is something that, that you talked about. Ian referred to it just a moment ago. The fact that on Sunday, they, the Steelers really not just went away from Jalen Warren, but it, it felt like there were a couple series where they went away from the run. Period. Uh, do do you the feel most decisive one in particular? It, absolutely. Um, do, do you feel like? And I know this is kind of just guesswork, but do do you feel that these two guys working together may have looked at that and said, "Yeah, we're just not," and Tomlin included, "We're just not running the ball enough in certain situations." Ben. I think that that I think this change had more to do with the fact that the the locker room was going fuck this guy. 
Fuck this. Oh, I, I, that to me, we, that's reason number one this happened. We have been trying to do this. We didn't believe in it, but we went along with it for a long time because we were told we had to yep. just keep working the system, have faith, da-da-da-da-da. And eventually they just revolted. It's the same thing that happened in, in Las Vegas. The players just called the shot and said, this is bullshit. We don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So Tomlin's saying it was just a gut thing. I'm like, yeah, sure, Mike, whatever. Uh, Tomlin's never going to come out and say that nope. about Matt Canada because Tomlin's a professional and he knows that Canada's a professional and he's not trying to to besmirch his name. No, no. You know, for the future, getting other jobs. But that's that's what happened here. And do I think these two guys are going to go, we're running the ball well. Jalen Warren, in the last month and a half, six weeks, has been the most effective offensive player in the NFL. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. Yeah, I, I saw that chart and I was like, oh, yeah, let's give him another eight carries or nine carries. You it's know? like, why Why wouldn't you give this guy 15, 20 touches a game? Because there is absolutely a pride factor that they took Najee Harris in the first round. Mm. And Speaking I absolutely of which I, I want to address that. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I absolutely I absolutely agree with you that um this this whole this whole you know comp you know for years i've been banging the drum and saying would they need a complimentary back for dodgy he can't do it all mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't expect that the number rb2 would be better than rb1 but he is and he's better in the passing game and he's better i mean he's, I mean, he's absolutely better in the passing game he's because he's better in pass protection and and Which and that's amazing. fine, but but uh, he's this, more valuable. It, yeah, yeah, and it, at this point, at this point, you know, you got to you know Tomlin made you know whoever made whoever made the t- tough decision today to do this mm-hmm. is, and I'm stunned that they did it. There's only seven games left, um, and I, I didn't think they would re- hit the reset button at this point. But um, you know, if if you got to you got to play your best players, man. It's just that simple. And and Jalen Warren has been such a pleasant surprise, yeah. and he is better than Najee. And I think Najee is a good leader. I think he's I think he's a good soundbite. And I think that he might actually do better in a complimentary role than he is Maybe. now. Maybe. I, I there there are two things that jump out at me watching the film. One. When Najee lined up in the backfield, they knew that he was getting the ball. They knew. Immediately, they keyed on him first. And second, Darnell Washington, who has been a machine all year long, just mashing guys, he had a horrible game as a run blocker. It was terrible. Guys were running across his face inside. Yep. And beating him off the snap count. And he knows the snap count, and they were beating him off the snap count. Our our tight was, ends are terrible. Well, <laughs> just okay. awful blockers Look, right now. Hayward's never been a good blocker ever. No, so that's not no. a new thing. All right, unless he's not, out not in space, from there. Unless he's got it out in space and he's got a running start, he's not a good run blocker. Okay, uh, Washington has been a good run blocker, except for this week. Our our two rookies, Joy Porter Jr. and Darnell Washington got some lessons this week. They they got schooled straight up. There they there were guys that that beat them left and right like a drum. Yeah. It was it was like damn. Amari Cooper, 
kept doing that inside outside in move on JPJ and he just kept biting on it, kept biting on it. And then he'd try and grab him and get called for a penalty. It was like, dude, what are you doing? Well, we'll, we'll get to Porter but it, it roll, later. Roll yeah. along. Specifically Najee. The reason he was so frustrated was they were keying on him because they knew he was getting the ball and they kind of knew where he was going. Sure looked that way. And on top of that, Darnell Washington, who's been great, was getting beat. And so guys were in the backfield before Najee could even do anything. And so he's averaging what? Like 2.8 yards a carry or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. And Jalen Warren was fucking unstoppable. And he was. And, and I, I'm not trying to say that 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 Warren's not better than Najee at this point. What I am saying is the way the play calling was going and the way the run blocking was going in particular on Sunday really handicapped Najee. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've been the, the guy who said on this show, Najee needs to lose 25 pounds to get some burst again because his burst is shit. But yeah, there's no burst on on Sunday. He didn't even have a chance. He didn't have no. a shot. No, and, and and to me that speaks volumes of the fact that as as much penetration as the Browns were getting, Warren was able to find the cracks, get positive and, yardage, whereas Najee could. Yeah, no, Warren hits a hole like that, and he needs yeah. like eighteen inches, man, and he's he's through it and gone. Mm-hmm. One cut and, down the field. Yeah, and and you know if you if if you asked the Browns, they would they wouldn't say this, but. I, you know, they were, they were perfectly okay with letting Jalen Warren do his thing because Until he scored they, a touchdown on him. <laughs> well, it will. And, and if you, if you look at that play, there was only one chance to stop him and it was right at the line. And, yeah. and as, soon, as soon as he cut up field, it's like, yep. okay, but now it's a foot you know, race and you're not winning. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're right. They knew exactly what Najee was doing. Yeah. They were absolutely not even remotely concerned about Kenny Pickett. Nope. And, and, you know, and I know, I mean, that's the best defense in the league, not taking anything away from it, but, um, you know, if not for Jalen Warren, we, we probably wouldn't have scored a touchdown. I mean, I agree. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. And I totally agree with that. Although James Daniel played the best game I've seen him play this season. He was kicking the shit out of people. I don't know who pissed him off, but do that again next week because he was bashing people. Unfortunately, Mason Cole was not, which lets some gaping holes, you know, in that gap in the A gap between the two of them. So, yeah, you know, um, Ian, do, do you, I think we all in our discussions today, we all kind of agreed that, that losing the locker room was one of the major, if not the major reasons why the decision to get rid of Canada happened today. Um, what, what, were were Najee's comments kind of the clincher in your mind, or was it just the overall culmination of things in the last, say, two weeks? I think it was a culmination of a lot. I think more so than Najee's comments. I mean, to me, Najee's comments were indicative of a lot of other things that have been going on behind the scenes that we don't Mm -hmm. see. Um, But, you know, when when Najee was kind of like, oh, you know, it seems like the other team is keying on me and trying to shut me down. It's like, well, yeah, because they don't respect Kenny Pickett and know he's not going to throw the ball down the field. So they're going to put 10 guys in the box yeah. and like mm. they have no respect for the passing game. Right. Um, it, 
and and I understand Najee being frustrated, but I I think more so than than that, it was I mean you know there was those shots of like Kenny and Matt Canada sitting on the sideline and like Canada's trying to talk to Kenny and he's just like looking the other they, way. They, they look like a jilted and, lover. Yeah, I mean, just like don't talk to me. And and the other thing, let's not forget. Now I'm I'm gonna I'm. I'm going to be like, uh, what's his name? The guy on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's got like the strings on the wall with the conspiracy theories, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to draw some strings here. Okay. Deontay Johnson may or may not have punched Mitch Trubisky that got him benched in favor of Kenny Pickett. Deontay Johnson. That was last year. Yes. Deontay Johnson may or may not have had to be carried away from an assistant coach on the sidelines. Matt Canada. during the game that he had an altercation with and had to have you know Mike Tomlin have a conversation. Mitch Trubisky gets benched for Kenny Pickett. Matt Canada gets fired a day later. I'm just saying like, are you suge- are you suggesting saying- that Deontay Johnson is running the organization? Uh, just maybe, the offense. Maybe, yeah. Well he is the one of the highest paid no. players on the offense. Yeah. But nevertheless I I think you know when when you start to when you lose the room, right? And this is what we talked about. Like yeah, when yeah. you when you have that body language where Pickett's like, "What yeah. the fuck are you talking about?" When you've got Najee just being like, "I don't fucking know what we're doing." When you've got Deontay Johnson having a physical altercation, like if if I had to bet money, I would have bet it was George. I think I tweeted a few weeks ago when they said Canada was going to be on the sidelines. I said, "How long until George Pickens tries to punch him on the sideline?" <laughs> and it was actually Deontay Johnson. Maybe, maybe yeah, not. We don't right. know for sure it was Canada, but right. he got fired. So you know. But nevertheless, I, I think it's all that together. You know, the, the body language was terrible that they just yeah. they didn't believe in what they were doing. And we've said that before, that the guys didn't believe in what they were doing. Exactly. And there was no flexibility. I, I know we're going to talk about what we want to see later, but that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing I want to see moving forward is I want to see Kenny be given the ability to read the field and make audibles and be flexible with the line and not just I, come out and have to run the damn play that's called. I, I want to see the running backs have some flexibility as well. Like you don't, you just need to go to the gap you were assigned to go to, because when that fucker's closed, it's closed. When there's a gaping hole over here to the left, just take it. Take the three or four or five cheap yards. Just take them. You won't have a blocker in front of you, so you'll be at the second level. You get five yards, then you can fall forward. Just take it. Fuck. Uh, Speaking of of creating holes and stuff, Dan, (laughs) Dan Moore had a pretty awful game on Sunday. Uh, now, to be fair, he's dealing with one of the better defenders in the NFL. I, I give he you that. But he's fucking horrible. But he, but he's had some decent success against Miles Garrett in the past. When he's been hurt in the past. Yeah, yeah. He has had yeah. success versus him. When yeah, Garrett is fully healthy, he has a game like that where Dan Moore basically says, "Oh, hey, you know what? Hey, I want to go ahead and endorse you for, de- for defensive player of the year because mm. that's how fucking bad Dan Moore like, was on Sunday." It was awful. You know, Garrett he... was, was literally dictating the game. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Scarps. You know, I, I just, I was just say what TJ Watt has a good game. Do we, do we give TJ Watt the credit or do we talk about the shitty offensive linemen he played against? Because TJ Watt plays against some shitty offensive linemen too. He has like, several times. Like I'm just, I'm just like, like Miles Garrett is a really good football player. Like in, and TJ Watt's gotten double and triple teamed a lot this year and like yeah. tackled and there's been no fucking call. So did, did you don't think that happens to Miles Garrett? Fuck yes, it does. And he's, he's <laughs> managed to work his way through it. 
I gotta give him props. Anyway, anyway he was, he was just a saying, man. Like, he was damn. a man among boys on Sunday. I gotta give him props. And he was the other thing too is we'll never know this. We'll never know this, but I think that Najee's comments and Deontay's outbursts were not just directed at Matt Canada. Um, because the quarterback has played terribly over mm-hmm. the past mm-hmm. yeah. four, four or five games. Four weeks. Um, and but, but this was absolutely the low point. Like, it's been going like this. And you really hope that with this change, it gets better. And here's the interesting thing. And believe me, I hate Matt Canada. And I don't hate him as a person. He's just, he should have never gotten the job. Such right. a hater. He was here, he was here too long. But we're going to find out over these next seven games how big of a problem he really was. Wow. And dude, no, I don't I don't agree with that comment. Uh, I thought well, you were talking about talking to me. I was no, like, I'm ahead. always right. So I think Scarps has a point here, though, about yeah. Scarps has a point here about uh, about. Yeah. <laughs> when, when I'm looking at my screen, he's I, I know on this side, but when I point, it's backwards. Right. You know, no. Scar- Scarps has a point though, but we're going to find out over the next seven games. Uh, you know what what we're made of, what the players are made of, and what they can do, and then they're going to have to go out and figure out what they're doing in the off season. The, the other thing I think it does, for better or worse, though, is it buys Kenny another year because this has been the excuse all year from you know sunshine Steelers twitter that oh it's not kenny's fault matt canada mm-hmm. sucks blah 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 and now it's gonna be well you know he, they got to bring in an offensive coordinator that can try and get the most out and they probably will like they invested first round picking them and let's be honest it's the pittsburgh steelers they're not yep. gonna yep. cut bait on someone quickly even if they know he can't play like <laughs> given you know, their history they would not bench him until the middle of year four yeah right so and, and Maybe your scarves is going to love terrible. it. Terrible. If he's going to feel so vindicated, if he continues. If if Pickett <laughs> continues like he currently is through the middle of next year, I could see him getting benched by the middle of next year. But that being said, um, you know it's it's not a situation like where, you know, Arizona drafted Josh Rosen in the first round and was like, this dude ain't it, and went and drafted Kyler Murray the next year. Like the Steelers don't do that kind of stuff for better yeah. or worse, right? potentially worse in this case but they just don't do that kind of stuff they stick with their guys heck how long did jarvis jones get before they were like yeah maybe this guy ain't it you um, got a while you yeah. know their, their first round four picks, years yeah their their first round picks they give the the real benefit to so we'll see what happens but i think ryan is right that you know these next seven games are really going to show a lot more about whether it was the player's executing or mm-hmm. the plays being called well I, the plays I, I, being called were shit too i mean how many well, times do we need to see the that middle crossing oh route happen God. i mean okay i listen I, i'm just gonna i'm gonna and i agree with both of you except that the middle crossing route actually did work in a red zone situation <laughs> he got guys they, open and he wouldn't throw the Kenny ball just so. didn't throw it yeah um but uh to your point Real quickly, Mason mm-hmm. Cole has been awful this season, and Dan Moore fucking sucks. I would almost just say, you know what? Let's just move Jones back over to left tackle, and let's bench. Let's go ahead and bench Dan Moore and bring Chukes back in. And, you know, fuck. I Does mean, Does that affect the running game, though? 
Probably, but you just switch the sides. You just go, you know what? We got a really good guard over here in the left. <laughs> a you know, really I've, good tackle. Let's just run it this way now. Yeah. Okay. I find that I find it funny though that I find it funny though that whether Deontay Johnson punched Mitch Trubisky in the face or not, <laughs> um, Deontay Johnson has expressed his displeasure. So has George Pickens. Minka Fitzpatrick was telling Terrell Austin how to run the fucking defense. Um, and Chooks is the only one that got punished for. <laughs> right. Right. For basically saying, I, I, I mean, come and, on. And here's what's funny. Two, three, what? Two weeks after Chooks says, we might as well take a fucking knee because we're not going to win this game running these shitty ass plays. <laughs> and two weeks later, they fire the fucking guy. And, and, and look, I, I mean, Chooks, I, I, to me, that was just the ultimate out because Chooks needed to be replaced anyway. And he just gave Tomlin oh, it, basically it, the million, key, a million percent, and the better yeah. player, and the better player starting. Yeah. However, however, right now Dan Moore is playing really bad. Yes, and we talked about putting your best players on the field, and yeah, I think Chooks would probably play better than Dan Moore on the right side if Broderick goes back to his natural position. Well, yeah. it, it, I, I think I mentioned this on Slack today too, especially with Trey Hendrickson coming from. The left side of the offense, you know, that I mean, he is the Bengals' best pass rusher now. And after what happened with Miles Garrett last week, like I've said on this show before, Broderick Jones is their best tackle. He is better than Dan Moore at left and Chooks at right. He's better than both of them at their respective positions. Yes. He just needs to play. But I think with Trey Henderson. And what's funny is. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. What's funny about what you just said is you're absolutely correct, but that technically Broderick Jones is not very sound. He wins because he's a ridiculously gifted athlete at 340 pounds or whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is I, I agree with your point, Ben, that they should put move Broderick to left and put Chooks back at right tackle this week because they've got to deal with Hendrickson because they can't let him do what Miles Garrett oh, did last week. I didn't think about that, but yeah, yeah, you're and, absolutely. And, you are you are so fucking right. I was not putting that together, but you're right, Ian. Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I posted about this on Slack earlier, but yes, anyways, we're, uh, we're okay, in agreement. I, did, I didn't, um, didn't always, I don't always hey, read this. Slack. Slack there are too many Slack comments today. I couldn't true, we there were a lot of fucking comments today, and <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get to all of them. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to talk a little... In, and I'm sure we'll come yeah. back to the, the offensive stuff, but I, I did want to talk a little bit about defense and, and Joey Porter. Rick has a really good and, idea. I like that. And well, I, I know you do. And like I said, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, I, I I've said from day one that Steelers fans are going to have to understand that Joey Porter jr. Is going to get nicked with, with calls. He, he was grabby coming out. Everybody knew it. Yeah. And why well, he slipped. Uh, yeah, it, and, and he's he, a ridiculously he's, great athlete. Like he's he's, he's even long, better than I expected. Af- yes, and and you are as a fan, you're just going to have to live with it. Yep. And let's also and not it, forget, Amari Cooper is one hell of an experienced wide receiver, yes. and he put him in a blender a few times. And there's yes. nothing to be ashamed about that. The kid's a rookie. Let him you know? let him learn on the job. It's fine. Yeah, he's he's really young at this point. It's all good. It's mm-hmm. fine. I really yeah, love that hat, Scarps. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't care if it was four dollars. It was actually it was actually free because I had my Cabela's Visa points. So, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's the Bass better. Pro Shops. 
Hat. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you got those Bella's Cabela's points. points with you to get a free Bass Pro Shops yeah. hat. Um, no, I, I agree with Ben that I think, you know, JPJ is going to take his lumps, but he's only going to get better by facing off against guys yeah. of Amari Cooper's. And that's who they're, they're locking them on the number ones yeah. right now, too. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Let, yeah, so you know, am I. He's better. And, he's better man on man than anybody else we have right now. And that's what, and, the, and that, that that's what, yeah. Good. Hey, hey, Aaron. Like, Aaron. The insane quick thing was for you. Okay, go ahead, Ben. Aaron Gilbert, who's in the chat right now. So does Ohio ben? State lose in the first round or the second round of the playoffs? Anyway, go on, Ian. What were you saying? <laughs> okay. The insane thing was, in the second half, we played pretty good man-to-man defense, especially. To his credit, Trenton Thompson on uh, Njoku and JPJ manning up. But we were pretty good in man-to-man. And then for some unknown reason, Terrell Austin goes zone on the last drive. And we've sucked in zone all year. And they just picked us apart in the zone defense. Because when we play zone, our guys just drop into, like, they drop to a position and don't actually cover anyone. They're like, oh, we'll just let this guy stand right next to me and catch the ball, and then I'll tackle him. Uh, but yeah. it's it, yeah. So it's we've been awful. We suck in zone. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, So many openings and, on Sunday. And uh, I, and and he commented about it later, and he was like, "Look, there were a bunch of new people back there. I was trying to simplify the coverage because there were so many new people, and we had to do what we had to do. And and I don't remember who the fuck it was." I think it was Minka who was like, "No, they could they could have handled it. <laughs> they yeah. could have handled it. You just need to call the coverage." And you know, hey, listen, good for you're right, Steel Dad earlier. Browns had a couple emotional wins, and good for good for their rookie quarterback. And yeah. you know what, Stefanski said, "Hey, you know what." We're not going to play to lose this game, and he was four of four on that final drive. Absolutely. But I would, I, I, it would, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen what he would have done had we not changed our defensive philosophy on that final drive. Um, I agree. Our defense is playing very well, and I, I, I'm going to be honest. Right now, I, there was a lot of there were a lot of people that said, "Well, this defense needs to play better." I mean, they gave up fucking. 10 points until that final drive. They were they were playing very, very well. They gave up 13 fucking points total. I mean, my God, they uh, played well, great. Well, 10, 10, yes, 10 to 13. But yes, but like yeah. but like people were like, oh, this defense needs what more do you want from them? Like, what more, like, like yeah. what more can you ask? And like No, I, I 100 percent agree with you. And believe me, I believe me, I, I think this defense is overrated to a certain extent because if they didn't get turnovers. I don't even know where they'd be, but their defense has kept them in games. They've given Kenny opportunities to have game-winning drives, and here's the wildest fucking thing. He could have had another one on Sunday, despite how shitty we played, how shitty he played. Jalen Ward was fine, but how shitty he played. And, you know, I I, I don't expect that to change. That's the other reason why I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't expect that to change, you know, as as we head into the – Shut up, Aaron. Uh, by the way, Aaron, you left out some M's in your, your post. Um, I, I want to make two comments defensively. I, I, I thought in what I, I did see a little bit of the tape. I, I didn't have a ton of time, but I saw a little bit of it. And, and both Michael Walker and Trenton Thompson should be commended. I, I thought for two guys that basically were in street clothes, Trenton Thompson was fucking awesome. I thought they I, both I gotta give that well. guy props. Dude, yeah, if, I, I, if, if that goddamn Cleveland sun wasn't at the right yes, angle at the yes. right time. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And okay, I don't mean that. Joe Walsh is the Cleveland son. I don't mean oh, Joe here. Walsh. Funk 49 hashtag. <laughs> All right. Um, and I would also like to comment. I, I, I know some people were asking this uh, uh, on the Twitters today. Um, Terrell Austin suddenly has a defense that is like, I think, in the top 10. Uh, uh, they're like top 12 the last uh, four games. Okay. I, I thought it climbed maybe, but I don't think he's on the hot seat as much as he was several weeks ago. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not been, saying there have been crunch you know, moments that he's fucked up as Ian pointed out. Yeah. Like oh, this uh, yeah. week, this week in crunch time, the Steelers shit the bed. Okay. Our offensive coordinator who's been fired. Passed the ball three straight times when we were averaging 4.8 yards per attempt and 4.4 yards per pass play. That's how fucking bad it was going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, you know what? It's crunch time. We need 35 yards. Let's throw the ball. What the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. I know. And you're averaging six yards, 6.6 yards per carry. So, so even what he, even when he says, Hey, Kenny, go win this fucking game for us. It's like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm interested to see how this all unfolds now that Canada's gone because he can no longer be the scapegoat in this situation. My, my thing again in that situation is Canada is on the sideline. He's talking to Kenny. Mm-hmm. He's got a sense for what's going on, where Kenny's head is. And he's read the fucking room. This kid is not feeling it today. He's not. He's not feeling what you're putting out there. He's not feeling himself. He's not mm-hmm, confident mm-hmm. what he can do. Don't put the ball in his fucking hands. Give the ball to Jalen Warren. How fucking simple was that? How fucking simple was that moment to navigate? How, pa- how pathetic is it that the how pathetic is it that you're not gonna like you then well, what good is then what good is Kenny Pickett then? Like what like what okay. you know like, what? I do you I, think- I, I, I don't think that, that Kenny will ever be a top twenty quarterback ever. In his so, career. So, right? so let me let me throw this out. If if they stick to the same plan and it's sideline, sideline, dump off to running backs, they don't use the middle of the field. It, are we gonna start pointing at Tomlin, Ian, a, a, as the one who's dictating the way Kenny Pickett's playing? And maybe it wasn't Matt Canada. I I don't know if it's uh, well, uh, yes and no. Tomlin is extremely turnover averse, and yes. we, we've known that for years. But at the same time, you know, you got to make some throws to try and win the game and you got to try and push the ball a little bit and you can't just check it down every time. Mm -hmm. I mean, our buddy Derek, who I haven't seen him in the chat tonight, he drops by sometimes, but uh, Steelers DB on Twitter. uh, Fantastic job. Um, You know, he, he mentioned this week that when... Kenny's stats this year and Mason Rudolph's stats from 2019 are very similar and that Mason Rudolph got benched halfway through the week 12 game uh, in 2019 for Mm -hmm. Doc Hodges. And I kind of supplemented that by saying that week 12 game was also in Cincinnati Cincinnati. following a loss to Cleveland. uh, So after they hadn't performed in the first half. So I'm not saying Kenny Pickett's going to get benched. Let him finish his point. My my point is that that was what Mason was doing back then. Mason was playing scared. Mason was captain checked down. Everything was just going underneath. And at some point, 
you know, they went to Duck Hodges then because they wanted someone that was going to be a, a little bit aggressive. They, for better or worse, we talked about on the show, he had Moxie. He went for it. He didn't have the arm strength. He didn't have the ability, but he went for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was something there. And, and I think, you know, earlier in his career, and even if you go back to his college tape, Kenny was willing to push the ball down the field. Kenny was aggressive and tried to make plays mm-hmm. with the ball. I, yes. I really think they've coached it out of him. And how much of that is Tomlin versus how much of it was Canada? We're going to find out. I think we're going to find out. And that gets back I don't to think we are. point. I don't think we are. And here's why. I don't think that that Pickett is comfortable throwing the ball over the middle of the field. As Scarps has pointed out many times on this fucking show. I don't whoa, think whoa, he's whoa. this is a beautiful it. show. Come on. Language. Hey, on a on a this beautiful show, I as Scarps has pointed out many times, better. I don't think he's comfortable throwing the ball over the middle of the field. In particular, a slant route. He can't those, throw a slant route. No. Those breaking inside routes, he's not that he's not fond no. of. Nope. He's not. Now you give him a post route on the inside, he can mm-hmm. throw that. No mm-hmm. problem. Uh, you know, you give him a go route on the inside, he can probably throw that, no problem. But for whatever reason, he does not like slant routes going inside. Uh, whatever, you know. I think he just struggles to throw them. He, he's he's behind. He's ahead. He's high. He just he doesn't have. He doesn't. Well, first of all, his mechanics are not consistent. No, especially this last game. This last game, his footwork was shit. Oh my god, it was so bad. And you're just like, dude, you're an NFL quarterback. What the fuck is going on? You know, what it's are funny. you doing? I, I haven't seen his QB coach and and uh, Tony something, Tony with an R. He 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 was all on him all summer long, Tony and I haven't an seen R? anything. Huh? Tony yeah. with an R, whatever. Tony, uh, I can't. It's, 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 at it's, any it's, rate, it's Italian. Yeah, but the, the the point I was going to before when Ian was talking was what do they have behind Kenny that's better than Kenny? They don't have shit. You got you got Mitch who will throw more touchdowns, but he will also throw an equal number of picks. Mm-hmm. He will. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you got Mason, mm-hmm. who basically is kind of Kenny-esque. He's gonna hold the ball. He's got lead feet in the pocket. He can't feel a pass rush. He's gonna throw the check down. Eh. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, doesn't have any any, <laughs> any faith in his own ability. Fuck that guy too. So we have nothing behind Kenny that's better than Kenny. Nothing. It's 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 less than inspiring. Let's just put it that way. The quarterback room needs completely fucking revamped. We have three guys who rank probably between thirty first and thirty eighth in the league and. The quarter. If you rank the quarterbacks, I'm going to go with 31st and 45th. Okay, nevertheless, wow. it's a wow. bunch of mid guys, right? All of our quarterbacks are mid. As That's the what the kids say. say these days. Yes, yes. is that the, what the kids the, say when they call the, the, the mid? When they call the Sparks one, a hater. Yeah, the one <laughs> final point I wanted to make though on Kenny was that if we change coordinators, if we change play call, like. We'll be able to see when we watch the you know film after the games and, and even watching watching the games if the play calls change, right? If they don't keep running the same crossing route on third and longs, if they don't keep running the same uh, play action boot with the the crossers, like they run the same f- three plays. 
if if they start changing it up a little bit and run more plays and Kenny keeps taking the checkdowns and doesn't throw to open guys, then it's definitely Kenny. And it wasn't necessarily on the play calling. Mm-hmm. If Kenny starts pushing the ball, then you even if he throws a couple picks, like I'm willing to live with him throwing a couple picks if it means we're pushing the ball down the field because that's going to open things up for the running game too. Like you can't just keep checking things down all the time. That's a great point. The fact that our running game has been pretty decent in recent weeks and the fact that we never even challenged down the field. I mean, we're basically nine man boxes all the time. Yeah. No, no ways to run the ball. So, Noah yeah. gets Noah. Noah got what I've put in the chat. I appreciate that. Steelers freak talked about the Sopranos, and I. Oh, I, I see what you did. There. I've referenced Polly Walnuts <laughs> in in the pot in the Pine Barrens episode, which is literally the not only the not only probably the best episode of Sopranos, but the best episode of television in history. It was. It's the fucking funniest thing. You've, I'm telling. If you've never seen the Sopranos, I. I yeah. beg you to watch it, but the Pine Barrens epi- episode specifically is fucking hilarious. It'll anyway, be the, uh, the um, Sopranos podcast <laughs> featuring Ryan Scarpino coming up what, Wednesdays what? at seven. I mean, Sopranos was a really good series, but The Wire was better. You got to admit, until the last, season, good. the last season was not good. But other than that, The Wire was Who, the greatest. The greatest. Yeah, television how the ever hell did we out. start talking about television? Who the okay. fuck is E and M? <laughs> oh, that's you, uh, you dick. Hey, fuck you, Ian. <laughs> I don't think I didn't think of you as that. No, I'm fucking with you. Um, you know, <clears throat> I don't know where we're going with here. Um, yeah. Uh, the th- the thing is, though, <clears throat> when you're a first round quarterback, there are certain expectations that come with it. Okay, yes, yes. Mitch. Mitch is also first rounder, number two overall. Mason, even though Kevin Colbert said he had a first round grade on him, was not a first rounder. He was a third rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I, I look at all of this and and we're never gonna we're never gonna agree on this, but um I look at the draft picks they've made over the past couple of years and sit here and think that could they be in the same position they're at right now with Mitch or Mason, but with a better future in certain positions. And I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. And whether yeah. that's whether that's Creed Humphrey and we'd we'd lose or a bunch of Tyler games, Linderbaum but... or whatever. Well and we, um, we could have taken Freed we could have taken Creed Humphrey instead of twice. Muth. Twice. We could have taken him we could have taken him in front of instead of Muth. And he's an yeah. all pro center. Yeah. I mean for fuck's sake. <sighs> yeah. I and Fryermuth is about to be a free agent, and you know, eh, well, I you know, I think that's suddenly become a position that is of need. Um, I, I like Darnell Washington. I, I think he's a good blocker. Did you see him catch the to... ball on Sunday? Yeah, did you see him. It, it was like it was like me catching a little tiny nerf. Yeah, the it, ball he just in my snatched hand. it out of the air. He's like, oh yeah, this thing. And I'm just gonna hold it. And then he fell forward and got four yards on the fall forward. He looked like a fucking giant, like that. He like, is, he is fucking immense. And I now, and I, I think it was Freak before Steelers Freak, who suggested that they just go ahead and put Washington at right tackle and Jones at left tackle, mm-hmm. and just try and see what mm-hmm. happens. Well, and that's, fuck it. 
you you beat that drum since before the draft. Well, I I, I I think that he will eventually be a tackle. I think that, and I I think he should because he's a he's a freakish athlete from somebody who's that big. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I also think though that that uh, Herbig, the outside linebacker, should be playing inside. They should make him a pass coverage linebacker. They should go, dude. You're going to be Chad Brown. You're going to play both sides, full positions. Okay, we're going to put you inside in these positions and dime, and and you're going to be a guy mm-hmm. who just plays zone and runs to the ball. That's what you're going to do. You're going to line up over here in the flat, and then when the ball is thrown, you're going to run to it. That's it. Well, I I did want to bring up too that they have brought Miles Jack out of retirement. Um, he's been brought in. Did you they, hear what Tomlin said about him today? Uh, I I did nothing. He said this is a guy experience. who has familiarity with us. Yeah, but he's here in a practice squad of capacity, so I won't go too much into that. I won't really expand upon yeah. that at all. Now, uh, we had not signed Blake Martinez correctly. We are we correct going to. We're, until yeah, Owen right, until him. after the presser tomorrow, uh, and it's it's because so, he's on a practice squad now, right? So in order to poach him, you have to sign him to the active roster for at least three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> so I understand we need bodies. I really do. I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. Um. But we we signed a guy that retired, <laughs> uh, in Miles Jack, and he played for us last year, and he had. Blutarski times two. He yep. had zero sacks, zero forced fumbles, zero fumble recoveries. And then we signed another guy that was also retired, didn't play for us, but he scammed people out of expensive Pokemon cards. Like, <laughs> we are a fucking circus. Like, like this is like, like, and, and the worst part about it was that for for all the you know the hesitations and reservations we had about Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander and all these guys, those guys were actually playing pretty fucking good this year. Like you know, considering Holcomb rest, got better as each game went. And, I thought, and I look at this is I look at this is okay. The defense is opportunistic, but our lot inside linebacker core after a Landon Roberts um, is not good. Um, they obviously don't trust Mark Robinson, and I wouldn't be surprised if Mark yeah, Robinson what, what's up with that? is a cat. Yeah, I, I something up there. The 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 they, word they've I listed, get. They've listed Michael Thomas as as the guy Walker, Michael Walker. Walker. I'm sorry, Michael Walker, Michael Walker as yeah. the guy as the starter now. My understanding is from the folks I talk to is with Robinson. It, 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 number one, it's what we all know. He's a liability in pass coverage. Number two. Did you see him when he had to play a lot two weeks ago? Yes. When he was but, playing but, man, he was good. When he's playing in zone, he's not. The, the, the second thing is that he struggles understanding what his assignment is. And and you know with Mike Tomlin, you aren't seeing the field if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and All right. and that's – And is it – can, can we the one sorry ahead, Ryan. No, go ahead ryan i've talked more than you go you no, 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 shut up you go ahead so Ian has nothing to do with Jack off the couch. <laughs> all right i i want to say uh, uh point out something Steelers freak said over here in the chat i'm actually pointing in the right direction um about <laughs> needing insurance for the green dot 
that Miles Jack was the guy who made the yeah. defensive calls last year. And I was at the game two weeks ago against Green Bay, and Mark was there too when um, incredibly obvious. It, it was it was really obvious after Quan Alexander went down that they struggled to get lined up on defense, and they had to spend two timeouts this game against Cleveland because they either had too many guys on the yep. field or they couldn't get lined up correctly. Getting the play call in and on defense is so much it's it's harder than on offense. Um, so I, I think the reason to sign Miles Jack is that <laughs> he is. He is that's hilarious. That's well played hilarious. Uh, okay. So at any rate, the reason yeah. to sign Miles Jack is to help get that play call in and get guys <laughs> lined up in the right position, regardless of whether or not he was on his couch last week. Like just getting somebody who knows the defense and can relay the play calls mm-hmm. and get guys lined up has tremendous value. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I, I don't, I don't deny that um, at all. And and I, I agree, freak. I, I I'm kind of done with Presley Harvin. Um, I, I, there's just not enough consistency. Uh, when when you need a big punt from this guy, what is, it rarely what is happens. With the Steelers punters and cold weather. What the? What is? What the? Fuck? Yeah, that's funny you say that because I mean Barry went through it for years. And, All of and them. I, yeah, the last I, couple of. At, at least the last 15 years, it's like, what the fuck? Like, you can't punt, but as soon as the, it gets cold, you're kicking 23 yarders. What What the hell is going on? Yeah. I, I, don't, like, I don't get it. Hey, they, they look mean. amazing in September, and then it gets cold, and they're like, they're all of a sudden, they're like, ah, you know, it might as well, might as well be me punting because, you know. What the well, fuck? Shoot, at this point, maybe it is. Um, <laughs> Just saying. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking of auditioning myself. My God. Uh, it, it's just, you know, what yeah. I, we got Ryan had a point to make. It's no, it, no, I was just, I was just saying, I have a couple, I have a couple points. Um, you know, we were talking, we talked about Mark Robinson earlier that um, he was good in man, but he wasn't good in zone. And I sit there and think like, Zone is easier. You just got to get to your landmark. Right? You know what I mean? Like, think. Typically. You would you know, think. But, but in man, but, if he has one guy he's got to cover, he can stay with him. And you're yeah, like, but, you know, dude, how how are you bad in, I remember, in zone? What the, how I, does this? I, I remember I one time Ray Horton uh, was our defensive backs coach and LeBeau was the coordinator. Mm-hmm. And they were teaching rookies about oh. zone and they were talking about you know, just get to your landmark. Here's where your landmark is. Get to your landmark, and then and then go from there. And I remember thought thinking that it, um, it was it was it was it was a really good way of explaining it. But anyway, um, All right. My second point is we got uh we got we got the Smiths. We got we got the special musical guest on Saturday Night Live. Then we got the Smiths. We yeah, got we Matt got Smith. Smith. We got Tom chat, Smith. Man. This is great. I like keep it coming. Just we get Robert Smith Smith's. from the Cure, a or cure and the, yeah. and the Minnesota Vikings. One day I'm in love. Um, the Bengals this week, obviously they're dealing with uh, their own quarterback issues. They have no Joe Burrow. Um, you know they're surprisingly they're not very good in the running game. I thought they were a little bit better than that. They still have Mixon though, and you never they, they know. They do, he's gonna, and he always going to break one uh, off. You just never know. 
Right. And um, so, you know, and look, you, you've still got talented wide receivers. Ridiculously uh, talented their, wide their, receivers. Their defense been up and down. Um, I, You know, I, can we go into Cincy and win? Of course. It's the NFL. Of course you can. Uh, rookie quarterback again. Um, I, I don't. Rookie. No. What's that? Jake Browning is not a rookie. Well, no, I'm sorry. Not a rookie, but this yeah. will be his first start, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, so, yeah. So, yeah. I, he's, he's been around for a little while. I think, yeah. He, in 2019, he was an undrafted free agent. He's kind of bounced around as a backup, but like he's thrown like 10 career passes or something. Yeah. He, he so, yeah. came from, uh, Washington. Washington he, yeah. he led them to the, the college football playoff. And, um, so yeah. he, you know, solid, solid young man. But I, I, I mean, I don't think this is anything we should be, uh, overly concerned with, but, you know, do they take a page uh, out of what Cleveland did last week and just throw it underneath the whole game? Of course. Uh, it seems of to be. Of course. I mean, right. and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, that's not a terrible thing for no. our our defense. Like, if they're not going to test us deep and they're just going to keep throwing it short within two seconds every single play, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. puts our offense in a pretty good position to win the game. But – our offense actually has to fucking produce. Yeah. They yeah. got to produce. And if they can't, we won't win. I, I think our chances of scoring will be better against this defense. But that said, I I, I just don't know what to expect from our offense, uh, especially yeah, with a new sure. offensive coordinator. Ian, uh, who's you know. officiating this game and uh, how awful is he? Oh, let me look that up. Ooh, yeah, it wasn't available yet. Today. Yeah, I was gonna say we're recording on Tuesday this week. Right. Usually by Thursday, that's available. Yeah, football zebras usually has really it up. Angry officiating fan. <laughs> hey, you know, you know every yeah. time I see one of our fans or somebody else on Twitter some start to complain dude. about the officials, I'm like, welcome to my world. You yeah, know? you yeah. all understand me. You're all welcome you in know, the world. Yeah. Of so uh, except, you, that, except that you remember shit from like 12 years ago. You're like, yeah, he was the guy who who officiated this well, game. Ben, see, you I and mean, I have know reached, who luck it is, but I mean, you, come on. You and I have reached that age, Ben, where we can't remember shit. Oh, I can't remember uh, shit from two weeks ago. Right. E Ian and Scarps are still at the age where they can literally remember everything, you know, and, and eventually it'll catch up to them. It just, it will. Um, it will. One thing um, I want to say. One thing I want to say about this week is that um, the Steelers are definitely a little Steelers are definitely fortunate that Joe Burrow is not playing this game. Um, Jake oh, for Brown, sure. Jake Browning is uh, technically a first year player. He's not a rookie, right? But he's only. 15 days older than Kenny Pickett and he's 27. So um, no, I'm just teasing. That's not true. But um, the point is Jake Browning, <laughs> Jake Browning doesn't have a lot of experience, but I will say that they have a lot of experience overall on offense. They're really offensive. The chat. Let me put that, that, that comment. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> their, their offensive line is playing better. Joe Mixon is really good. They got, you know, I'm going to sound like Tomlin here, but they got a variety of eligibles. Jamar Chase, <laughs> Jamar Chase, Jamar T. Chase Higg is ridiculous. I mean, my T. God, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Irv Smith Jr. 
uh, the the guitar player for Cinderella, Trent Irwin, um, <laughs> the guy from Princeton. I don't even know his name. Well, you um, went a long road home for that one, Scott. And then, but that, but they got Drew. Uh, I think Drew Sample still their tight end. Anyway, point is, um, Zach Taylor is an offensive minded coach, um, as is Kevin Stefanski is. So I expect Zach Taylor to put put together a nice game plan. And then on defense. <laughs> On defense, overall, uh, overall they're not that great, but mm-hmm. um, they have familiarity. It is an AFC North game. You got Mike Hilton. You got a, some young guys. Yeah. They, I, I don't know what their injury or their injury report's going to look like. Uh, Sam Hubbard didn't play, but right. you know Trey Hendrickson really good. And then Jermaine Pratt is a really Logan Wilson. Jermaine he always Pratt, gives us problems. And Pratt. Jermaine. And here's 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 what I'm concerned about. Jermaine Pratt last year said that we knew what plays they were going to run. And Matt Canada the following week had some bullshit answer that was like, oh, well, I've known him since he was in high school. So I don't remember that. Do you remember that? Like it was some weird weird thing. Um, And here's here's what I here's a guy. Here's what I'm looking for out of this offense without Matt Canada. Here's what I'm looking for. Okay, this is a good good segue here for me. Go ahead. Two things. First of all, is in the 10 games this year, the Steelers have only had a third down conversion rate of 40% or better four times. They need to convert on third down. They need to extend drives. It can't just be three and out or six and out. It has to be longer drives, which, which helps time of possession. And only... Twice this year did the Steelers control time of possession, and their control was 30-03 oh, and, and 30-33. So, baby steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also want to be fair to the Bengals because they, they're not the same bungles. They have faced adversity over the past couple of years. And by the way, the Steelers... A much better Steelers team lost to a much worse Bengals team led by Ryan Finley uh, in 2020. Yes, yes. that that so. happened, as the kids say. Uh, Ian, uh, our resident uh, official hater, has some news on this week's officiating crew. <laughs> we, we do. So the official for this week's game... <laughs> what are you laughing at, Ben? You little Landry. Landry I, Jones. I just out. gagged at the two chains reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Back back when I had my own blog before you assholes let me Fuck join you, you Johnny. Guys, uh, before Mark was like, here's a good guy to add to our show. Um, <laughs> yeah, ba- back when I blogged on my own, that was my reference for Landry. At any rate, um, the official for this week is Brad Rogers. And the last time Brad Rogers officiated a Steelers game oh was God. October 2nd, 2022 against the New York Jets when Mitch Trubisky got benched for Kenny Pickett. So now we get him after Matt Canada's been fired. So wow. that brings the whole Deontay It's all Johnson coming full circle. full circle. There we go. It's all full coming full circle, circle baby. All right. So does that mean Deontay Johnson's going to punch Trubisky again? <laughs> Maybe uh, the the thing I'll say the thing I'll say about Rogers he calls his crews call a lot of penalties they're above yeah. average 
they've yeah, been above average think. pretty much every year he's a referee. So as expect a lot of penalties. As long as they're consistent, fine. Yeah. As long the as they're consistent. The, the crew Sunday was shitty. Yeah, like six to one advantage or something like that at one point. Uh, Scarps, got a comment? Scarps, no, I think you're muted. No, Scarp, Scarp. Scarps, I, 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 wa- I, I waived my right to comment. Oh, all right. Very I good. Bring, right. bring in some legal proceedings into the show. Uh, very good. Uh, let's go to uh, some predictions for this week. Um, there we go in there. What, uh, Ian, let's start with you. What do you uh, have for this weekend's game as the Steelers will travel to Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati? Hell. Paycor? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Ohio. Well, ask a loser. Yes. Yeah. Pay. What the hell is Paycor? Is that like a, is that like a Bitcoin thing? We'll just call it Bitcoin stadium. All right. So they're going to Bitcoin stadium (laughs) in, in arguably the second worst city in the United States. And let me see what's the third worst. I mean, like Akron, then Cleveland, Uh, Toledo, Dayton, Let's not forget that Baltimore exists too. Brian, so. Ohio. Baltimore's okay. Bad, but I mean, Ohio is like way worse. Yeah. The, okay. And Aaron lives there, which makes no, it even worse. Brian's than that. terrible. Nothing but assholes in that town. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Wherever that is, I All hate right, that the, place. The over yeah. under for this game is thirty four and a half, which is Whoa, basically it's like one and a half better than the last. Thirty four and a half. Thirty four and a half. Yeah. So that's. Take That's the what, under 20, 20 to 14 would be a take the yeah, under. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. So we, we talked about like if the Bengals throw it underneath and, and all that, but the Bengals actually have receivers that can make plays with the balls in their hand. Like you can throw the ball out to Jamar chase and he can just run 60 yards. Excuse me. 60 yards with it. Yeah. Um, you know, T Higgins is good. Tyler Boyd is good. The thing we have to watch out for, though, is with with backup quarterbacks, and we've seen this in the past. You, you see this a lot with backup quarterbacks; they're more comfortable throwing to the third, fourth, and fifth receivers on the depth right. chart than they are to the number one, number two guys, because those are the guys they practice with all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely, great. So point. when Browning came in in that game, uh, you know the Bengals' last game was against uh, Bills, the Ravens. No, Ravens, the Ravens, yeah. yeah. Um, you know he was he was throwing to like not chase higgins and boyd he was throwing to was it tyler irvin and whoever else the princeton kid and um the drummer the the, trenton Trenton irwin trenton irwin whatever i was close (laughs) enough irwin gets gets hard ended you said his last uh, name correctly it's fine yeah i was close enough you said irvin it's close enough I don't know. Whatever. It's Irv Smith Jr. Get it right. I'm just Washington Irv, Irving. No, Irv Smith Jr. was a tight end for the Vikings. Um, who's the current tight end for the Bengals? Yeah, that was Irv Smith Sr. This okay. Is Irv, yeah. Oh, he's okay. At any rate, all right. Washington Irving. <laughs> what you said? <laughs> I just said. <laughs> all right. All right. At any rate, he's Sleepy probably, Hollow. Shut up, Ryan. This has gone off the rails <laughs> for once. you're just joining us this is usually what happens after several bourbons and a few beers i I was gonna say it only took us 75 minutes worth of show (laughs) 
celebrating Matt Canada getting his getting shit can. <laughs> um, celebration, so, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> it is. All right. So I. All right. I, I'm I'm gonna say Steelers seventeen, Bengals thirteen. Jesus Christ! Okay. Was that like five minutes of speech before? Yeah, yeah, that that was yeah. that was quite a lead in there. Yeah, I uh, it went off the rails, so I just got to yeah, it. I, true. I it figured did. that was enough. It did. You're you're, you're, so. you're correct, Ian. Steelers yeah. seventeen, Bengals thirteen. <laughs> All right, we scored Seven. two touchdowns, so people are like, "Oh, we scored two touchdowns," but uh, the Bengals defense, other than Bengals. Trey Hendrickson and the two inside linebackers isn't great i mean we should be able to move the ball against them we should be able to run the ball um and really as long as we don't turn the ball over there's no reason we shouldn't win this game this is a very winnable game and from what i saw out of browning against the ravens he's gonna hold on to the ball and second guess himself and like there's gonna be time for watt and highsmith to get there last week against the browns dtr like got the ball out real quick yeah, it was less than two seconds yeah and well, there really just wasn't five or something there yeah. there wasn't time for those guys to get there but nope i think browning if we put, can play man on the outside and at least try and take away his first look i think there's going to be time for those guys to get there all right so we got ian in the book uh steelers over the Bengals. ben what do you got Ian, did uh, Scarves, did you write that down or no? Is that a no? He's diligently writing right now. Oh, he's muted again. All Can right. So I, I I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I, I, uh, I can hear good scarves. I'm going to go uh, Steelers. I'm actually going to go Steelers. I'm going to be a little bit optimistic here. Oh, boy. Optimistic ish. Steelers 23, Bungles 16. Okay. Another one score game for the men in black. Scarps, what do you got? Uh, I got the Skyline Chili Bengals 20 to 17 in overtime. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <sighs> Last week, I went against my gut i really felt like cleveland was gonna win but i had this i I just wanted the steelers to win so badly and and this week my gut tells me that the bengals are gonna win so therefore mark yeah well uh so this week i'm gonna go with the steelers uh I, i i i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 20 to 14 um, and no, that does not mean I think the Bengals will score two touchdowns. It could just be an odd way of getting to 14. Uh, but I'm going to go 20 to 14. I think the Steelers will do enough and, uh, they, they got to have it as we talked about, uh, Ian made the point last week, got to get one out of two in Ohio. And, and I think, uh, I think we will. And, uh, wait, you that, just said, you said the Bungles were going to win. No, I, I said my gut tells me the Bungles are going to win, but I'm going to take the Steelers 20 to 14. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your and... gut is uh, obviously shitting itself, but it's fine. Whatever. Well, it, which happens you got a little uh, diarrhea. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad everybody's here because uh, we've, we've got a few extra listeners and viewers. Why are you people so drunk tonight? Why? Uh, why? Geez, I don't know. Looking Johnny, here. fuck you. And, uh, oh. Casey, Casey needs a 
Casey needs a minute. And he'll oh, be back. all right. Well, uh, the late great Scarves Casey Kasem still needs a minute. <laughs> um, if you're new to the show, uh, we end the show every week with uh, the late great Casey Kasem uh, reading some mail from Steelers fan Ryan. And um, at the current moment, it looks as though Casey might be still in the john um, Pooping. yeah and and so america's top 40 is currently delayed just for just for a second but um in the meantime i want to wish everybody very happy and uh safe thanksgiving uh enjoy time with with family and friends and and uh enjoy the football the movies the food um the family bickering all of the wonderful things that go on at thanksgiving Ignoring Enjoy. the family bickering and cons- and focusing on the football is, yes. is, is America's pastime. And you know what? This might have to go on a t-shirt. Uh, I'm not drunk. The podcast is. Fuck that, you, Johnny. Uh, Johnny. That total bullshit. Fuck you, Johnny. You're an no, asshole. No, John. Johnny just nailed it right Johnny there. is drunk. I know him. Um, I, I know him in real life, and he is drunk. Believe me. Damn, Believe George me. calling me chicken shit. <laughs> Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, turkey, turkey, George. turkey. Oh, Ohio State, U of M prediction? I'll give you a prediction, but uh, 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 let me see. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for a sign, Aaron. <laughs> um, I, I'm rooting for the meteor, Aaron. Yeah, I, so am I. I. I just want Harbaugh to go away. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the late, great Mr. Casey Kasem. to a really read fast poop. Letters from Ryan. <laughs> Casey's Coast to Coast, American Top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was November 21st, 1978. <laughs> Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is once again back with us this week, and he writes, Dear Casey, we're caught in a trap. I can't walk out because I love you too much, Kenny. We can't go on together with suspicious minds, and we can't build our dreams on 106 yards and no touchdowns. That's, of course, a parody of Elvis Presley's Suspicious Minds. Much like Elvis, Pickett gets the female fans going. (laughs) Network producers even debated only showing Pickett's highlights from the waist up. But if they did that, you wouldn't be able to see him spin right into pressure. (laughs) 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 Also, much like Elvis... Pickett is on his way to burning out and disappearing. At this point, Pickett should just take a hundred uppers and downers, make a peanut butter and nana sandwich, and pass out on the toilet. (laughs) But wait, there's more. Earlier today, the Steelers fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada, which gives Pickett a lifeline. Whether Pickett will use his 50-50, ask the audience, or phone a friend remains to be seen. (laughs) Hey, Casey. I have a question for you. Does Kenny Pickett A, suck, B, blow, C, have tiny hands, or D, all the above? Casey, is that your final answer? Well, Ryan, let me interrupt you real quick. Just so you know, I did not host Who Wants to Be a Millionaire 
This is American Top 40. Please seek help immediately. (laughs) Casey, before the Browns lost, Steelers defensive end Cam Hayward talked about the Steelers winning games not being about smoke and mirrors. He even said, screw you, if you believe that's how they've won. Well, Cam, I respect your stance, but I don't know if I trust the guy that's only ever won one playoff game. I'd ask TJ for his take, but <laughs> he's never won a playoff game. Cam, what's the opposite of screw you? I believe it's I told you so. Speaking of I told you so, Kenny Pickett sucks. He's not who you think he is. I've been saying that. I've been saying that since before he was drafted. I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. You're lying. But I told you so. However, now that Matt Canada has been fired, it's on Pickett to prove his doubters wrong. Kenny, if you're listening, I just want you to know that I forgive you, and I'm ready to take that chance again. (laughs) Well, Ryan, you're in for a treat. Staying at number 11 this week, here's Barry Manilow with the title track, The Foul Play, starring Goldie Hawn and Chevy Chase. Here's Ready to Take a Chance Again. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, well wow. done, Casey. As that always. is awful. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so bad. It's what good. What the hell are we ever going to do if we get another great team again? Scarps isn't going to have to just... <laughs> Can he pick it? We'll figure oh, some shit out. Oh, boy. That is fantastic. We'll just roll with some. Just, I don't just, know. just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh all right. That's, so that's of course Steve Winwood off his album Back in the High Life again with oh, Roll with it. But roll. <laughs> oh, love some Steve Winwood. Yeah. Uh anyway, make sure you check out the site, everybody. It's SteelCityBlitz.com. Check us out on uh Twitter, SC Blitz, at Facebook and Instagram at Steel City Blitz and all those other wonderful social media sites. Lots of stuff up there. I God, I think I posted three articles today, uh, mostly about Matt Canada and moving on from him. So I was busy for once. That's crazy. Um, In any case, thanks to these guys. Thank you to all of our uh, listeners and viewers, and uh, very much appreciate it. And uh, hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. And for these guys, I'm signing off. And go Steelers. Ravens suck. Happy Turkey Day, Yins. Yins.